When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We have a mic and you have a phone. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. Kind of back on the fans, started the show talking about Odell Beckham Jr. and really just the Jets overall. The trade of Eli Moore, the signing of McCall Hardman to replace Eli Moore. You know, obviously in the trade with Moore, they get another pick, which you would think might be a factor in the Aaron Rodgers trade. And then, of course, the Jets potentially going after Odell Beckham Jr., where the SNY.TV report from Connor Hughes says there is real interest there. From the Jets. We've also been talking about the WBC as we are a week away from opening day. We talked some Yankee shortstop. We've talked some Mets and what their roster is going to look like. But we've also talked some WBC, the leftovers from yesterday after the U.S. lost to Japan in the WBC final. And then really just the interest overall where the WBC kind of took on a world of its own here in the last week or so where it really became kind of a big deal and certainly a big talking point and people seem to be into it, which, uh, you know, was interesting. But uh, the issue that I have with it is that it's not even the tournament itself. There are, of course, issues. I mean, you can find issues with everything, but it's just more about the players and certain media members making it like it's more important than Major League Baseball when the reality is it's just not. It does not mean as much as Major League Baseball does. And that's it. It's not a knock on the WBC. It's more, to me, complimenting Major League Baseball. But I hate that the owners or the owner, excuse me, the commissioner of baseball and uh, Rob Manfred um, and several players are, are overvaluing what the WBC means. 877-337-6666. Antonio from Manhattan was all about the WBC last night. What's hey, what's up? up? How you doing, man? How no, are you, nah, man? I loved it, man. Like, the the Venezuela United States game that was a great game. The Puerto Rico the that was that I I didn't miss a game. That was like mm. so intense, man. It was like amazing, man. Like the Mexico Japan game. Wow, what a game! Last at bat, great game. Japan won. Well, I, didn't, I didn't watch any of it. Yeah, look at that. So you miss a lot, man. Then yesterday's game. Well, not really. Uh, but I want to focus. I, I, I want. I want to focus on yesterday's game, man. Otani and Trout. And uh, first of all, I'm gonna say this about Trout. Look, he's been a great player. We know this. We know that he had. He's put up great numbers. But we know also that he's past his prime. For his prime, basically, he's not the same player that he was four years ago. So let's put that 
uh, when because people like will foam in the mouth about oh Trout against Otani, and then also another thing, uh, Otani. Okay, they call him the they're calling him the the best player in baseball. Let me ask you this: If you need a hit right now, would you? Uh, what? But what, that's but that's not what, why they call him the best player in baseball, and you know that. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah, but uh, but again, like they're going overboard, and then like they're saying that he's better than Babe Ruth. Like I heard Alex Rodriguez, he was kind of like. Well, I mean, yeah, they're saying he's better than Babe Ruth because of the way that he can pitch and hit and the way that he's done it um, in today's game and who he's facing. By the way, you can't say that. So you're trying to diminish Otani and his greatness, and you're saying that Mike Trout is not in his prime when, in fact, he is in the prime of his career. Nah, he's past his prime. He's 31. Look, he basically has his prime. I see some players. Look, if you look at, for instance, look at, for example, I'm going to give you an example of Cesar. I don't know if you recall a player. Obviously, I didn't see him play, but Cesar Cedeno. But I look, I study a lot of bats, baseball, and stuff like that. Cesar Cedeno, for example, he was a great player. I mean, we're talking about, like, guy, he had everything. Speed, he could hit, he had power, basically everything. When, uh, he, he was a good, good fielder, uh, everything. So, basically, but if you look at his career, uh, if you look, basically his career ended at 30. After that, the guy was okay. Was so, so can that. we can we see it though from Trout? Like, what indications have you seen that Mike Trout has passed his prime? Look at his last. Look at, for example, if you see that in players, for example, look at, for example, his last year. I think he hit forty home runs and he hit maybe two eighty. Mm-hmm. But look at before that, he was hitting three thirty, three three twenty, three eighteen. No. So now you see. So usually when you see that, look, I. I you, you, that tells you that he's in decline. Some, I guess, um, some players look. There's, for example, look at for example this well, guy. Well, everybody, Turner, everybody's uh, going to be in the decline at some point to a certain extent. But to say like that, Mike Trout is not in the prime of his career. I still think he's in the prime of his career here. I mean, he may be on the decline, but you're talking about one of the all-time great players in Mike Trout. No, so, no, I think he was. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. Right. But and by the way, I don't even love Mike Trout. Trout. But but yeah. just uh, like because he struck out against Otani, I, I a I don't care about that. And b I feel like you know the guy had 40 homers last year. I'd be more worried 40, about him but, staying. He played but, 120 games, not even 119 games. Exactly. Well, I understand. But what I'm saying is again, this this whole matchup was overrated because he's not the same player that he was. Now, if you would have told me Mike Trout four years ago. Otani now, I would have been like, yeah, I want to see that match matchup. But in reality, uh, I mean, you know, again, it, it's some overblowing things. Uh, well, Otani of course, of I'm course, not- it's overblowing things, and I think it's because they're teammates. They're two of the best players in baseball, and they're teammates, so they don't get to face each other. And because everybody's exactly. blowing, uh, overblowing everything about the World Baseball Classic. But is Otani exactly. is Otani the best pitcher in baseball? Uh, no, of course. So me. no, he's no, he's not. So it's not the best matchup that you could have because he's not the best pitcher in baseball. Now you could argue Mike Trout is the best offensive player in baseball. I don't think that he is necessarily. Um, no, he's not anymore. I think it's more. I think uh, no, he's not. I don't think he. I I, I think you. I, I, I shouldn't think there say are that, other possibilities. Yeah, I, I shouldn't say that he isn't. But there are other great offensive players as well that you could see up in that spot. But, I mean, look, you, would you not want to see Aaron Judge up there in, with the game on the line in the big spot? Oh, exactly. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking of Aaron Judge. I was thinking about him. Although I'm not a Yankee fan, obviously, but you have to you have to admit greatness. You know, you can't. Of course. No, of course. But, <laughs> yeah, a... but the point is, it, the matchup was overblown. 
Yeah, it was to me. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like it was, it was, it was crazy. And uh, you know, so last thing I want to say is just this uh, with Trey Turner. I know you were talking about him and that you know, we wanted him. You, you wanted him on the Mets. Uh, see, to me, see a player like Trey Turner who's twenty nine years old. See a guy like that who relies on speed. Mm-hmm. Usually, I'm scared about maybe if he was twenty five, twenty six. The guy's twenty nine years old. Yeah, so ten year deal. Like, I get it. No. You know, so I don't know if a guy like that can keep that up because normally by 33, 34, you already lost a lot of your speed. So now he's gonna he he relies on his speed. A lot of what he does is speed. When we we're uh, talking about field. Uh, but, and he's not even a great fielder to me. Yeah, to but he, he would have played second base, not shortstop. But thanks for the call, Antonio. I'm not gonna make a huge deal of it, but it would have been nice to see him. The, the Mets needed that type of bat. Yankees obviously could have used him, uh, you know, for shortstop as opposed to going with the young guys. But you get why they wouldn't. They want to go in a younger direction. Okay, fine. I mean, I thought it was about trying to win the World Series this year. If that's the case, Trey Turner is better suited to help you win a World Series right now than Peraza or Volpe. And in the Mets case, where they needed one more bat, you could have moved McNeil to left and had Turner play second. And how would that team look? A lot better than what it is right now. But yes, I mean, I understand why neither team would ultimately want to pay the price. You know, it's a a hefty price tag. And for a guy who relies on speed, you know, maybe the length of that contract not going to be worth it. Howard calling from Middletown, New Jersey, talking about Aaron Rodgers. What's up, Howard? Hey. Hey. How you doing, man? Good. How are you? Good. So, what do you what do you think? Do you think that uh, Jeff is are they going to go back ten years, Joe? Uh, you know, with taking Aaron Rodgers and you know, a thirty nine year old quarterback. I'm a I'm a die hard Green Bay Packers fan, but I feel like this is a, a bad deal. You know, going over to the Jeff. Why do you think it's a bad deal? Because what are you going to get? One year, two years, and then what? Well, but you're a Packers fan, so you really don't know the the status of the Jets or the Jets situation, right? I I think it's going to put you know honestly, I said I told a lot of my I live in Jersey, okay, and and I I told a lot of you know my Jets fans, I told them I was like, you know what, it's going to put a little fire under his ass because they it's a young Jet team, a fast team, and you know what, it it might work out, but I mean, what are you going to get one? Right, right, but, and thank you for the call, Howard, but it'd be one or two years of significantly better quarterback play than anything the Jets have had maybe ever, but at the very least in quite some time. So that's why you do it. You do it because if the Jets were to somehow win a Super Bowl next year or in year two of Aaron Rodgers, it's worth it. Not that... That's going to happen. Not that that's likely, but it could. Without Rodgers, it could not. He's a guy that puts them in the conversation. That's why you do it. You don't just sit back and say, eh, 39, eh, what are the odds? One or two years, eh. Let's, let's continue to try to find the future quarterback. No, you go get Aaron Rodgers, you try to win the Super Bowl now. That should be the goal, trying to win the Super Bowl. There is no questions about it. Aaron Rodgers makes the Jets 
much better or, or gives the Jets a much better chance to win the Super Bowl now. Val is calling from the Bronx. Good morning, Val. Good morning, Sal, my man. How you been, bro? Missed you, Dad. Well, I appreciate that, Val. How are you? I'm happy for you, though. It was a good mission because I know you was making some power moves and had a good travel. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a great weekend. I couldn't have done it or couldn't have uh, had it go any better. It was great. Yeah, I got some questions for you about that. But <clears throat> before I get into that, Sal, I just, I just lived out something that I heard. I can't remember which comic I heard say it. but And I hate to sound, sound like a chauvinistic pig, but I heard a comic say, like, you know, nobody asks an ugly girl why she's crying. And... I just lived that, bro. I, I saw this. I'm stand, I was walking on my way to the train station, and I stopped to make the call. And I talked to... Which, which producer we have on tonight? Uh, EJ is in with Fleegs. Fleegs is right. here, but EJ is training. All right. So I spoke to one of them. And just as he said, all right, I'm going to put you on. This this beautiful woman come, And I'm married. So if, if anybody that knows my wife is listening, hmm. I'm just saying she's beautiful. I, I didn't, you know. All right, all right. We got it. <laughs> But she's walking up the street and she looked for a second like she was crying. And I was like, are you okay? Are you all right? She's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm sorry. You look like you were crying for a minute. And then she's like, oh, I'm okay. She kept walking up the street. And then I thought about it. And I'm like, dude, it really is true. Because if she was a troll, I would have cared less. Well, you're a bad guy, Val. I'm a bad guy. You're a bad bad person. I said, I said, disclaimer, chauvinistic pig. Yeah, that's terrible, Val. Come on. I cannot vouch for that. No, I mean, I would have asked her, but if she just said, no, I'm fine, and kept walking, I'd have been like, okay. But I like, I was like, no, you sure you're okay? Like, I wanted to make sure something about that. And I heard it in a joke somewhere, and I was like, I thought the same thing that you did, and it's sick. And now I feel like a sick guy because I just did it. Yeah, and even anyway. worse, you told the story on, on the radio where other people could hear how bad of a guy you are, Val. You know, it's called, um, what is that, like, uh, when you look for your penance or... Mm. Uh, what is it? Uh, I don't know. Oh, what's the word? Try no, to go to church. Uh, when you go to church and uh, you confession. Confession? Yeah, it's your confession. Yeah, you I get it. All right, this is a confessional for you. But um, to get to my sports talk, clean up my sports pig. Sal, the WBC, mm-hmm. when that first came out, you could tell, I, I'm with you with what you say. It is a bit of a money grab. But I think what they're trying to chase, it can't be that right now because it's just starting. But they're really trying to make it into something where I think they saw all that was going on in the kind of hype that the World Cup creates mm-hmm. and as much as, as much money as it is out there. And they're trying to follow after that. The one thing I will say about it, though, that I think is actually a good thing, and I think they're playing to that, too, is that it actually opens up a pool, especially in, in what some people kind of – and sometimes I think that's a little bit of overkill. But they talk about it sometimes where it's like um, baseball is losing the best athletes or best athletes here in the U.S. And maybe it is kind of could grow their pool as far as players to scout from other countries that you might not necessarily get a chance to see. But when they're playing in the tournament, you get a chance to see them. There's that. And then there's also um, a certain side to it where I think what I personally think they should be doing, and I think it will actually kind of work itself out, is that they should be sending AAA players, top, like, young prospects, and maybe, like, veterans or two that are not necessarily – you know, they maybe on the back end of their career, they're not really chasing anything. They're not with a team where they're right. in a critical spot. And those are the kind of guys that it should be sending. The problem with that, though, is that you have so many international guys playing here in the league, and some of their countries don't really have the opportunity to have, I guess, minor leagues or a bunch of other players that they can pull from. So they're trying to get these guys. 
But yeah, I, think, I mean, there's no perfect to way extent, to do it. There's no, there's no perfect way to do it. But but to some extent, yeah. that's going to work itself out because I don't think next time it comes around, Steve Cohen or any of the Mets brass is going to let somebody like an Edwin Diaz go over there and go participate. Well, Commissioner Manfred said. Oh, Commissioner Manfred said he wants top pitching he, in it next he time. Could, he can say what he wants. The, the the team can always find a way to say no. I'm not sending the guy. I hope Even so. If, like, with Nesta, there was something where. You know, a hamstring or something like that. Even if they got a doctor, or something they'll find a way to keep their guys off of it. People will learn from what happened this time through. But I think that that's what should be happening, and it it should be something that continues on, just not to the point where it jeopardizes a professional athlete. Right, but if you and, have a professional athlete or a major league baseball player participating in it, they are jeopardizing getting hurt. I mean, you could get hurt anywhere in life, sure, but if you get hurt playing baseball and it's not for your team that's paying you, that's a problem. And that's why I'm saying it's going to work itself out that way. It's going to be AAA guys or guys that are on the back end that don't mean anything. I doubt that. I think you're. I think you're going to see it the same way that we saw it this year, if not more, with star players because the commissioner clearly values it, and players almost to a man valued the WBC. I, I don't know about that either. You were saying that, and I, I think it's some of that is some of those guys that like go back home on vacation. And they're out of the country, and some of these countries, they're walking around in the streets like gods. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of means – I can understand some of them saying that. But the American players that are saying that, I think that, you know, some of them are just guys that haven't really been in the postseason, so they don't even know what they're talking about when they say it. I wouldn't get too caught up in that. But I want to get to my other points so real quick before I get off. The the one thing that I have an issue with, and you know I love you, Sal, but when you were down in Port St. Lucie, the thing with Diaz had, had happened already, and I was listening last night. And I didn't hear you talk about it at all when you started talking about the trip. I wanted to get a feel, especially knowing that you said you sat down with uh, Epler mm -hmm. and uh, uh, with Buck. Uh, with Buck, and there was somebody else, uh, Terry Collins. Mm -hmm. I was hoping that you could have given us a, also an idea of what the feel was around them, the brass, and even maybe the tone of just the general tone down there, knowing that Diaz went down. Like, if anybody, if, were they talking about that at all or saying anything about that to, to you know, kind of like, as far as what happens well, tomorrow. Well, I mean, obviously, obviously, they're not happy about it. And I got one it. more question for you. Yeah, that's right. Obviously, they're not happy about it. I mean, um, what do you what do you think they're going to say? You heard what Buck said after no. he felt bad for the player. I mean, you know, yeah. the Mets, right now, they're not going to do anything about it. They maybe wait to the deadline and go get somebody. I wouldn't think that any moves are on the horizon right out of the gate. But, you know, it's a devastating blow to lose your closer. They have no choice but to move on. But I meant just like in terms of the tone, because I personally think that people made like I, it's a significant thing. But like I, you weren't here, but I heard. About, like, I heard, and I'm like, that's crazy, bro. Calm down. It happened the day before I got there, but I heard that the locker room was in at uh, the clubhouse was in fine spirits. That's how it should be. That I mean, it's it's a bad thing, and if anything, they should be pulling for their guy. Like, yo, let's do it for him. You know what I mean? Right. Anything like that, but. And then the, the 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 last thing I wanted to say, and then I'm gonna leave you alone. Mm -hmm. It's just that I haven't talked to you in a while, so yeah, you know. okay, get it in. You're right. And I feel bad, not like a bad guy. Please forgive me for my. Ah, uh, you're right. You're right. That is a bad guy move, and I'm gonna stop doing stuff like that. If an ugly girl passes the next time and she's crying, I'm gonna ask her. Remember, okay. beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Of the beholder, you are perfectly correct, sir. Okay, my last thing. Look. And I hate to quote Salah because I called you and I spoke to you early on when he started with that talk about the receipts. But, Sal, man, between the guys that are telling me that, you know, oh, what does average mean? You got this guy in the conference, that guy in the conference, da-da-da-da-da-da. And the other people that call and talking about you only getting in for a year, two years. Yo, my man, 
I swear to goodness, I um, I hope because y'all when y'all run it, they always just like me. You say your name and where you call it from. When things get nice, if they do, and we get to a point late in the season where we looking at like we got a you know ten wins showing on the board already, eleven wins. I hope to goodness this is not one of those like Knicks going a nine game winning streak and everybody's like, oh, the Knicks is the greatest thing in the world. The Knicks is, and all of a sudden all these things that people because it's like, what did you want us to do? Are we supposed to stop playing the game because? Pat Mahomes is in the league because Burrow's right. in the league. Because right. I mean, really, right? Don't they, know. You're right. Forfeit the next couple years because you have no chance uh, come anyway. On, because we're not supposed to. Because you know you can't get out the AFC. I don't want to hear that. Right. For all the people that's talking trash and trying to hate on it, yo, if the tides turn and things and the football gods smile on us and things go nice, please do not change your story. Make sure that you put your disclaimer up there and you say, "Back in the day, I was saying I didn't think this would work." But I am happy to see it. Yeah, that's Val, fine. You have- Thank you, Val. I appreciate you checking in as always. That you know, whatever. Right? You, your opinion could change if you don't want Aaron Rodgers now. If you're a Jet fan, and all of a sudden they're starting to have some success, you're going to be on the bandwagon, and that's. I mean, you should be. I mean, that's your team. You're you're okay to not love every single move, but if your team is having success, you certainly want to get behind it. But I love what you said about. Just because Joe Burrow and the Bengals look dangerous, just because Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs look unbeatable, does not mean you shouldn't try. You can't just say, because there's always going to be somebody that's better. You can't just say, oh, well, you know what? Now's not the time because of Burrow and Mahomes. All right, what do you, Burrow, Mahomes, and Allen, how are we ever going to beat them? All right, what are you going to sit out the next 15 years? Or are you going to take your best shot at going to knock one of those teams off or all those teams? And this is the best shot the Jets have. Go get Aaron Rodgers and take your chances. And they are going to do that. And they're in the conversation. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Rangers have won the Stanley Cup. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Salakata back on the fan. You know, you just heard that promo there with the Rangers winning the Stanley Cup back in 94. I remember it well. Can you believe that they've only won one Stanley Cup since 1940? That is a long freaking time ago. You couple that with the losing that the Knicks have endured for so long. And even though we had the 90s, which were great years, and I wouldn't trade them for anything, even though they fell just short. But the idea that, you know, because we were talking about this obviously yesterday with the passing of Willis Reed, you know, the, the Knicks only have two championships in their history in 1970 and 1973. Man, that is a lot of disappointing endings to seasons at the world's most famous. 877-337-6666. WBC has been a topic yet again tonight. Brett on... Or Brett in Kingston wants to talk about it. What's up, Brett? Hey, Sal. Uh, great show. I, uh, I've i been on hold so long, but I can't believe the Knicks haven't won since... What? Does that upset you? Uh, well, I, I went and saw them back in... My stepfather brought me to a game back in 1997. Mm-hmm. I saw I saw Ewing. I saw Starks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I remember the team. 
and I can't believe they didn't win a championship back then. But but anyway, that that's besides the point. I I I I listen to you all the night, all the time. I love you. You're always on the right side. But I want to change your mind about the WBC. Let me just forewarn you, that's not going to happen. But I uh, look forward to hearing your opinion. What if the WBC was only for AAA and other national players? Right. And it was, it was only for scouts to find out who could make it in the major leagues. No, I don't like that idea. What? What? Why? What do you mean? Why does it got to be only for scouts? Well, not, not for scouts, but I'm just, I'm just saying. What if we're only to, for for players to prove themselves in that in that nation, so they could get to the bigger leagues? Because I mean, what, what are we talking about? We're talking about Venezuelans right now that I've never heard of, and and Mexico players that I've never heard of. Like, I mean, we're talking about, the- well, we're not really, we're talking about the WBC as a whole. I mean, not necessarily a specific team or specific players. Yeah, so eliminate all the pros. Right. And we let the, we, we, we let the little guys, not little guys. Well, I'm minor not, leaguers, not yeah, whatever, okay, right, amateurs, yeah. people. Well, just, right, take away Major League Baseball players who are under contract. Exactly. Yeah. And let the little guys play for their league, for their nation, and maybe it comes out something good for them with contracts in the major leagues, or if not, uh, Japan League or Mexico League. Or- well, but that's, I mean, that may be a byproduct of it, but that's not going to be the focal point of it. If you want to say just play it without major league players that are under contract, that's a different story. But who cares what the result is as far as where some players may end up with contracts? That could happen anywhere. If there are scouts attending these games, and maybe there are, I'm sure there are in some cases, then maybe they see a player or two that they like. I mean, it doesn't have to be you know, dedicated to that, but that just could be a byproduct of it. But it still preserves the whole nationality, world, baseball, classic feel to it. But we don't have to risk the... the so uh, what are you trying to change my mind on? Because that's how you started the call. Well, I'm just trying to change your mind. The world baseball classic is important to other people, yeah. not to you. Well, right. Mm-hmm. So, okay, but that's fine. Like, I never said it, it shouldn't be important to you. What I'm saying is it doesn't matter to me, and it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things when you talk about Major League Baseball, which matters more than the WBC. That's all that I'm saying. Yeah, so let's just trick WBC as an Olympic event. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, oh, man, thank you for the call, Brett. I, look. It could be treated the same way that it is now, as an exhibition tournament. And guys could have fun there. I just can't have it. And it's not even that I can't have it. Major League Baseball is foolish if they let players continue to talk up the WBC where in the same breath it is completely disrespectful to Major League Baseball and undermining the importance of the pinnacle. You know, if you're a fan out there that's saying, oh, I love this WBC, Sal, you're lost. How can you not love it? Now, first of all, to each their own. I could not love it. You could love it, and that's great. 
But I would then ask you, would you rather whatever country it is that you're rooting for win the WBC or whatever Major League Baseball team you grew up for, uh, grew up rooting for, win the World Series? Which one would you rather have? And you know what the answer should be. Bob is calling from Bayside. Good morning, Bob. Sal, you're absolutely right about the World Series thing, the crown jewel. But there's something about this WBC. When you see these countries, you know, baseball is our sport. But it's the number one sport in places like the Dominican Republic and mm-hmm. Puerto Rico. We have four sports. Now, when you see these countries and how happy they are, I mean, it's a good event, Sal. You can't deny I didn't, it. I didn't say it wasn't a good event or not. I just said that I don't have a rooting interest in the event. So, right. like, in other words, I'm supposed to root for U.S., right? Okay, fine. Mike Trout strikes out to end the game. I feel nothing. I feel zero emotion. Well, let me give you did an you, example. Did you uh, feel emotion? Were you upset? What did you do when Trout went down? Matter of well, fact, my emotion was I actually felt happy for Shohei Otani. I, actually, Otani in a post uh, post interview said it was the best, it was the happiest day of his life. Yeah. Now, let me let me say these people come from these other countries. I'll give you an example about soccer. A European soccer player comes here, plays for the Galaxy or the New York teams, or mm-hmm. becomes a millionaire. Okay. Let me tell you something. He'd give up if he won two or three MLS championships, and he'd give those championships up, and he'd give half his salary up if he could ever win a World Cup. That's the example about the World Series. Right, but it's not the same. It, it's not the, the World Cup is not the same as the World Baseball Classic. No, no, I'm just saying. Now, uh, maybe in but, 100 years, hopefully when I'm long dead, maybe then it will be more important than winning a World Series because the World Cup is supposed to be the pinnacle for soccer. Well, the day that the World Baseball Classic is the pinnacle for Major League Baseball, no, you're right about I that. hope I'm long gone. I don't want <laughs> you're right that. about that. But, Sal, let me tell you something. Altani the, the doesn't – he. I couldn't believe he has an interpreter. He's been here, what, how many years? Three, four years now? Uh, yeah, uh, maybe. All right. Yeah, these guys – like one of the first European basketball players to come here, America made him a multimillionaire. Uh, Vladi Divas, the center for uh, for mm-hmm. LA, right? Uh, he goes back to Serbia, like Val says. They go back, they're gods, they're kings in it, and they still. Sal, if you if you grew up in Italy and you came here when you were twenty five years old to a, a major league sports team, you would, and they made you a million. You would always be an Italian. Your friends are there. Your your country is there. Your your family is there. And so, this thing about the WBC, watching these countries be happy and sad, it's an amazing event to me. Yeah, I mean, and that's fine. It just can't be, to me, there's no rooting interest, me personally. And it can't, I agree mean, with you it can't mean more. All right, so we're in agreement. I'm not saying it's a, a bad tournament. Now, I will admit, and thank you for the call, but are you done or we got any more? No, I think I guess we're done. I will admit, calling it the worthless baseball classic, a little harsh, but again, we exaggerate for effect sometimes. And when I came up with the worthless part of that equation, it was the day after Edwin Diaz got hurt, so I was a little extra salty. But to me, it's worthless. I understand the value that it has to Major League Baseball as far as growing the game. I still don't think that that really means much, especially from a fan's point of view here in New York, rooting for the Yankees and the Mets. Like, it doesn't mean anything to me, growing the game globally. The same way we talk about it with the NFL playing games in London. Don't care about it. Doesn't mean anything to me. 
So you throw in a little worthless, and obviously it, it fits. You know, W, worthless starts with W, WBC, you get it? Don't take it so literally. But I am doing it to drive the point home that I don't care about it. Doesn't mean that it's not a fun tournament or there wasn't fun baseball being played. Clearly the players are into it. But I do take offense that the players are more into that than they will be to play for their teams that pay them to play for their Major League Baseball season. Mike is calling from Long Beach. What's up, Mike? Hey, Sal. How you doing? How are you, Mike? Things I, I'm doing well. I just a couple of things I just wanted to mention. First, with Aaron Rodgers. At what point is the deal not worth it or worth it? Let's uh, for example, let's say he has two years with the Jets. And the Jets make the playoffs for two years, but they go out in the opening round. Was it worth it? Um, probably. I mean, I, how could you judge that? What are we going to say? Well, if he doesn't win the Super Bowl, it's a failure. I mean, well, I don't know. That's what I mean. That's what it seems like it's leading well, up why, to. No, don't why know. don't we just watch the seasons and see how they play out? Let's say, how about this scenario? How about this scenario, Mike? Aaron Rodgers and the Jets make the playoffs in the consecutive years that Rodgers is here. And okay. they maybe they win a game the first year, lose the second year in the first round. And then Rodgers decides to retire. But then you're talking about a franchise that has now had two successful seasons because they've been in the postseason back-to-back years. One year they won the playoffs. And now they can look for a replacement, whether it is drafting and developing, whether it's Zach Wilson, whether it is another quarterback via trade or via free agency that can come into an already now sound foundation because of the success that they've had. Right now, they're an organization that hasn't been in the postseason since 2010. That's a long time ago. So to me, if he builds a foundation here for this team to make them a respectable franchise moving forward when he leaves, that would be the success. Well, here's the problem with with that. With uh, uh, that, I believe is that the Jets haven't won anything since '69. I'm familiar. And so, no. But my point is, how much more patience are you, can you expect from the Jets fan? Well, but what's if you make the playoffs? I mean, what more do you want? I get that you want to win the Super Bowl, but it's not that easy, as you know. You have to take sometimes steps toward that. Building a, it's more important, you know. Look, obviously, if you win a Super Bowl, you're not giving it back, regardless of what happens You know, the next 25 years after that. But the way you can win a Super Bowl, more likely the way to win the Super Bowl, is to build a consistent winner and then hope to have one of those years where you break through. The Jets still have not built a foundation. They're in the process of trying to do so. So it can't just be, well, they didn't win the Super Bowl, it's a failure you got to build toward it to a certain extent. But you don't think that foundation crumbles once he goes? You're going to go and take your chance on a rookie quarterback? You know how the Jets uh, have been rookie quarterbacks. Right, but because they haven't had the foundation in place. Look at what Andy Reid did in Kansas City. Building that thing from the bottom up. He's a great coach. Well, okay. Well, that's my point, but they had a foundation there, right? Yes, that he that he built. 
Patrick Mahomes didn't take over a mess of a team. Patrick Mahomes came into a spot after Alex Smith left and Andy Reid built it up with everything around him. He came into a spot where he was put in a position to succeed. And guess what? He succeeded. Even Aaron Rodgers, after Brett Favre left, it was a foundation there that was built. The Jets haven't had that foundation. And then you wonder why all these guys, and thank you for the call, Mike, all these guys come in and fail every time without fail. All they do is fail. Why is that? Because there's never been a solid foundation built to where they can have some success. So if Rodgers is able to leave with a foundation in place, sound defense, good offense, where you could just plug a quarterback in there, that to me is the success. Forget about the results. Obviously, they got to make the postseason bare minimum. But let's say they don't break through. Let's say they win two games in the playoffs but fall short in the championship game. Let's say they get to a Super Bowl and lose. Are you going to say that's a failure? The most important thing is that they build a winning foundation with Joe Douglas, with Robert Sala, with Aaron Rodgers. If Rodgers then leaves in two years, you plug the next guy in, whoever that may be. And now you have a foundation where you can bring people in that are set up to succeed as opposed to putting players in a position to fail, which is something the Jets have done far too often. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co worker of yours how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage get cox internet powered by fiber with america's fastest download speeds it's internet built for tomorrow today cox always building better cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection speeds vary and are not guaranteed cox terms and other restrictions may apply analysis by ukulele speed test intelligence data fixed median download speeds usq3 2023 call the fan at 877-337-6666 powered by superbook sports visit superbook.com fan on this Thursday morning. One week till opening day. Games that count for real. Can't wait for that to be the case. We're still talking about the WBC, of course. We started the show talking about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Actually, not Aaron Rodgers, just the Jets and the moves that they made with Eli Moore being traded and the Jets bringing in Hardman to replace him in the slot. And then obviously with the pick that they get back, maybe that will be a trade or a trade piece to complete the deal with Aaron Rodgers, and also the fact that the Jets reportedly, according to SNY.TV, Connor Hughes, that their interest in Odell Beckham Jr. is real. We've touched on the Knicks. We've touched on some Mets and Yankees. So done a little bit of everything on this Thursday morning. And 
As we mentioned, the WBC still a big talking point. Mo is in Harwich, Mass. What's up, Mo? Sal, I'm in your corner. <laughs> well, nice to have uh, nice to have you aboard, Mo. Yes. Uh, so I got a question. Do you think the coaches of the American team in the last inning uh, discussed to have another strategy to play that game? What do you mean? Well, uh, you know, old school baseball. Uh, you're losing me. What? Like bunt okay, and get somebody so on? You have, the first player gets walked, right? Yeah, yeah McNeil, okay. right. Old school is you bunt him over to second. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got two chances to score. You want to win the game. You don't care about the hype. None of that stuff. You're on the American. Both me and you are on the American team. We want to win the game. We don't care how we win the game, right? Yeah, I mean, I just uh, you know, bunting as you know is not something that the analytical people use very much in today's game. Um, you also keep in mind if you bunt there and who was it that hit into the double play uh, after McNeil? But Mookie Betts. Oh yeah, Mookie Betts. So you're not you're not you're not bunting with Mookie Betts. I mean, obviously, right. So, no, I don't think so. I was going to say, even if you bunt, then it opens up first base. Maybe they don't pitch the trout. But you're not bunting with Mookie Betts. You swing away. You get into a double play, it happens. So, no. And I really didn't give any thought to any strategy because it was just about watching the ninth inning unfold there. Right, I wasn't looking at the it. hype, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what, it, for, you know, That's for all me. anybody cares about. You don't want to win the game. <laughs> well, I mean, I... Me, I can't. I'm, look, I'm sure Team USA wanted the win. Me personally, I didn't care who won the game, so I wasn't looking at it right, from right. that. I understand yeah, that. Right. But so no, you you can't bunt. And thanks for the call, Mo. You cannot bunt in that spot. Obviously, Mookie Betts was up. Stewart is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Stewart? Sal, I'm on your side as far as that goes with the the baseball classic. You know what? The simple fact remains is there's no good time to play it. And the uh, you can't move bump with Mookie Betts. Of course you couldn't. That would be like wasting uh, an opportunity to get a big hit and score some runs. Did you hear right? the story I told about Giannotti and me in the uh, you know in the gentlemen's club? Yeah, I heard that. Okay, so all that was. Let me ask you, what was missing from that? What do you mean? To make it really go go down real good. Uh, I'm, I'm I don't know. I'm afraid to ask. Riri. Oh, uh, well, I mean, this might have been actually before Riri. Do you remember what year Rihanna became big? Oh, seven. Yeah, this was right before that. I bet you this was 2004, five-ish, maybe six, around there. Oh, okay, so... Uh, maybe. Man, you know what? Maybe it was. I don't know. It was right around there. Anyway, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, well, okay. Well, let's get to a point. The have you ever point. had your, your nipples roughed up so badly that uh, it was sensitive to the touch? No. Oh. Me neither. I wouldn't want that either. Yeah, Gio couldn't say the same, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> True so, story. Good, I mean, that's a... good, good way to wake up on a Thursday morning, right? Yeah. Good morning. Anyway, what's good on your mind? Uh, uh, well, Back to the sports. Will you, Stuart? You're always distracting me. Oh, okay. Well, if I'm talking about Cardi B or Riri, that's not a distraction, is it? Yeah, it is for everybody. Well, I think. Of course, right? Uh, but let's get to sports. Aaron Rodgers... You know what? I I realize one thing. He's not the reason. The Packers are the reason. Why don't the Packers just let go 
and move on and get what they can get and let, let's get to see let's get this thing in place because the Jets can't de- make a determination what they're going to do in the draft. Neither can the Packers, and neither one has uh, needs all this uh, drama and stuff like that. Why is the Packers trying to create drama? I thought they were a, a team that was well organized and had a good front office and knew what they were doing. Well, they're trying to hold out for more. So they are a front office that is looking to Doing make their the, due diligence. Yeah, well, they want to get the, the best value back. I mean, I think anybody would be saying the same thing if we were doing sports talk in Green Bay right I, now. I'm sure we would be saying the same thing. Well, so right, the, the, right the, the argument there would be, well, you, the Jets need Rodgers. You better hold them hostage. We want that first pick or whatever it may be. So right. I can't get on Green Bay. I know we're yeah, frustrated here. You want OBJ on the Jets? No, 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 no. God, no. I mean, now you put that drama queen with Aaron Rodgers, it's, that would be a very, a very, very touch-and-go situation. Well, uh, for, let's try to keep them separate. I mean, earlier on in the show, I talked about them both together. I, I think that they're... Uh, okay, we'll keep Rogers, Well, Rodgers is a lot and can be unique. I don't right. think he's the problem... No, he's not the problem. ...that Odell Beckham Jr. has been uh-huh. at multiple yeah. stops throughout his career. Yeah, see a giant gamer, and they're supposed to go to Green Bay, and he takes them down to Miami in a in a boat. Right, and that was you know just one issue. And by the way, what happened with him in Cleveland? Like I thought, Odell was just one of that in New York, one of the quarterback. Then he goes to Cleveland. He stunk in Cleveland. And I'm not saying oh, Baker Mayfield was he great. He also had three surgeries while he was there. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, banged up, whatever it may he be. Got banged up, and. Uh, and Baker was trying to force feed him the ball, and it didn't work. I don't like the idea of Odell with the Giants because I don't like of him. Nah, I don't nah, like the mix we, of him with Daniel Jones, and I don't like the idea of him with the Jets because I don't want him to mess up Garrett Wilson or or uh, impact he, the, the growth of Wilson, who's turning into an absolute he's stud. A, he's a stud, right? Garrett Wilson is a stud, right? That so you don't need right. Odell, and you don't need Odell to mess him up, right? Agreed. Because he would. I don't know. You know. You know what would be perfect place for him to land? Put a star on his helmet and say he played for Uncle Jerry. Oh yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe let him go to Dallas. <laughs> that would be good. Although yeah. Dallas made some moves that uh, they got a receiver too. Otani's better than uh, than Babe Ruth. No. You don't think so? No, nope. never. Really? Think, ab- think about this. Who saved baseball after the 1919 Black Sox scandal? I don't know. I wasn't around. But you were. Who did? Babe Ruth. Mm. I read about that. Oh, okay. I yeah. wasn't around yet. Oh, okay. That was 33 years before my time. Oh, okay. wow. 33 years. B.S. Yeah, okay. <laughs> before Stewart. Yeah. yeah. But Sal, he saved baseball. Okay? Mm. He didn't pitch until after he was 24. But his record was 87 and 43. Yeah, but he played against lesser competition. What? He played against lesser. Look, I'm not going to oh, say yeah, that Otani's better I than Babe Ruth. I know he played against less competition, and they had the Negro League, which, you know, we can I be honest with you. The fact that they did with the Negro Leagues, they should never have done that with the Negro Leagues. They always should have been integrated. Well, of course. Always I know. should have been integrated. And the fact that this, the, that uh, they did they did that. That was so wrong in so many levels. Right. And thank God Branch Rickey did what he did. Right. Uh, no, of course. Back. Well, that's a whole different uh, thing, Stuart. And thank you for the call. Good to hear from you this morning, as usual. That's a whole different thing. But it's hard to compare. It's impossible, actually, to compare Babe Ruth to Shohei Otani or vice versa, Shohei Otani to Babe Ruth. But 
when you consider what Otani's doing in a world of baseball where there is much more competition than there was when Babe Ruth was playing. I mean, you could understand the argument for the greatest player ever. I just find it, I don't know, when Otani first came up, oh, he's better than Babe Ruth. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Now we're going to say the guy's better than Babe Ruth. You built baseball. It kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But after watching him, yeah, I don't know. Otani's not the hitter Babe Ruth was, right? I mean, we don't know this, Marco, firsthand, of course. No, but, but you know the history. Can we give of it. it a little time to breathe? I mean, can the guy play more than three years? But here's the thing. What I will say is you know, Babe Ruth never got the final out of a WBC before. That is true. That's that's something that Otani so, can hold on his mantle. You're yeah, right. and whatever right. Otani was going to command on the open market, I think, went up significantly due to the WBC performance. Well, when you strike out Mike Trout. Yeah. That's... And he just dominated in every facet of the WBC. I mean, he was one of the stars. You you got to figure, I mean, that might take him up to $600 million. <laughs> Good old WBC. <laughs> I just, I, I'm sorry. The, the, the Babe Ruth stuff makes me a little, uh, makes me a little crazy. I, I'm not saying what he's not doing is not ridiculous. And what he's doing is really something we, none of us have ever seen because we didn't see Babe Ruth play. But part of what you do has to be for an elongated period of time. Babe Ruth played for how many years? He had 714 home. Can, can we right. give it some time? Like, I get it. There are guys who have three or four, five-year span that they're the greatest ever, but they can't sustain. Can, can we can we get a little bit further in into the, the, the career of Otani before we make you know, him, it's, Mike, it's, you know, Babe Ruth? It's funny, too, because now everybody's got an opinion, of course, with social media. Isn't that a great thing? Um, but the the way that people definitively write just dismiss of what Babe Ruth accomplished and definitively say Shohei Otani is the greatest player ever, they bring in Babe Ruth, it's funny that they could say that without ever watching him play a game and maybe not even knowing what, in fact, he did or who he was in total as opposed to you know, what they see with Otani. And is there something to be said for a guy who had more homers than any other team that was playing at the time? Right. Like, I know I mean, the competition a, may not be great, but he was that much better than everybody else. But that's the point. Else. Like, I mean, when you're talking about your competition, it's about your level. I mean, he wasn't head and shoulders. He was he was miles ahead of right. everybody else. I mean, Otani, again, what he's doing is different. But he's not doing anything that we haven't seen before on the mound or at the plate. We've just never seen one person do both. I just wish it was... He's the great. He's the greatest player today. Which, by the way, I don't even know if he is. I mean, he does two different things, but I don't know if he's the best at either. Well, he's not the best. I don't at think either. he's the best at either. But right. you combine the two, he's the right. best player. And yes, right. You com- again. It's all about but combining still. the two, and that's fine. Look, anything that you say, it almost becomes where you you disparage one guy, right, or you, right. and, and that's nonsense. He could be great. He could be ridiculous. He could be something where we're all marveling at what we're watching. But does it have to be? The greatest ever? Like, can we slow down? Can we give it a little bit of time before we... But apparently that's not how any of this works. No, it's not. And it it can become annoying. And I I do think disrespectful to the people of the past, in this particular case, Babe Ruth, whatever. You don't have to reference Babe Ruth when you're talking about Shohei Otani. Just build up what he's done right now. Because to your point, and then if we favor Babe Ruth, it sounds like we're knocking Otani. Which nobody's trying to do. I mean, I, again, asinine. Yeah. And, and any team wants Otani. I mean, now the the idea that he's going to hit the open market if he does at the end of the year. 
I mean, granted, it's not going to be every team in the bidding because a lot of teams are not just going to bow out. It, they yeah. can't possibly do this. But I, I think it's silly. If any team that has money is not going to be knocking on the door of Shohei Otani the day he becomes a free agent to try to lure him to your team. Per year, what do you think he's worth? I mean, if you think about it, value as a pitcher, value as a hitter. Uh, we've we've talked about this before. I feel like you could make an argument where you could say he's worth $70 million a year. Yeah, I, I mean... He's probably not you can make the argument. I don't know that you get seventy. Right. I think you might be able to get into the sixty to sixty-five yeah. range, All which right. is so, absolutely I mean, insane. Insane when you think about it. Because he's got to be thirty as a pitcher, thirty as a hitter, at least. No. Right. Which is which means that there's no way that somebody's going to do that. So I would probably lean more towards the sixty range, and also be in the fact that it's going to be over a ten-year span. Right. He's getting, talking, he's getting over five hundred million. Right. You're talking might maybe getting into the six hundred million area, which is, I mean. He's getting, he's getting over five. Yeah. I, I think we hit that a while ago. He's looking at yeah. half a billion easy. Is that nuts? Half a billion easy. Insane. But the numbers keep going up, and you're talking about a guy who brings something that no one else can bring. Right. Now, the only danger with that is you're locking up a hell of a lot of money into one guy. One pulled hamstring yeah. takes away. A pitcher and a hitter. And takes away $60, you know, $60 million possibly on your payroll for the year. Right. How much is your payroll for the year? Two fifty. Three? That's why it's going to be a big you know? boy, big boy show here. Well, that's what I'm saying. But Mets, how much? Dodgers, Yankees, great pa- Padres, I guess. So what? Three twenty, three thirty. Like, what's your payroll? If you take away sixty Not million dollars for one pulled hamstring, that's something you're going to have to be able to swallow, and you got to understand if you pay Otani. Yeah, and the other thing you have to know is that in three years you're going to be participating in the WBC. Unfortunately, if, if you know, unfortunately, if you're the team, you know, like in the Mets or Yankees case, you don't want Otani participating in that thing, and he's well, going to. No, not necessarily. Yeah. Oh no, he will. What are you kidding me? You think they're going to prevent him from doing it? So I'll give you six hundred million dollars. And I know, but I'm saying there's the no way. Before, oh yeah. Oh, there's a way. Manfred would figure out a way to make it. I mean, it, oh, there's, there's just, a way. Well, then move this thing to November, and then we can all actually watch it. You have it in March. You give him six hundred million dollars. You're going to let him go play in the WBC? I wouldn't, but it, it's That's happening. something that unless you have it written in the contract, your answer is you sue you. Hey, can I go? No. Yeah. yeah but Appreciate then, it. Get the hell then, out of my then office. Then you know what? If you're the Mets and you say that, then he goes to the Dodgers and they say, yeah, sure, you can go participate. No, no, no. Season. I'm talking about after he's signed. That contract is done. Unless he has it in writing when he signs it. Right. Three years from now, if he forgets to put that in <laughs> this offseason, yeah. there is no team that would allow that, and it would be malpractice if you did. If I'm giving you $600 million, I don't even want you to, to take right. a shower without right. somebody watching you. You're, right. You're not even allowed to watch the WBC. <laughs> Honestly. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.